Hi, everyone. Welcome to the timingresearch.com crowd forecast news for December 5th, 2022. We are recording this at 1 p.m. Eastern time, and this is episode number 369. My name is David Cosmeter. You should be seeing my screen right now. Um, I'm the creator of timingresearch.com, and today I have arranged for Casey Stubbs and Leslie Jufloss and Dan Passarelli to join us as uh, today's guests. And the option professor is back to moderate. So I'm going to go ahead and turn over to him. Okay, great. Thanks, uh, David. And we got a very hot report on the services number. So obviously that changed the landscape of uh, how the markets traded after that. But uh, we're going to get into a lot of information. We got great guests today. But before we get started, we're going to introduce everybody. So Casey, let's start out with you. Could you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and what's going on at your company? Hey, thanks a lot. My name's Casey Stubbs, and I'm the host of the How to Trade It Pat podcast. And uh, you were on my show not too long ago, which was I a recall, lot of fun. I recall, yeah. And uh, yeah, always talking trading on the podcast, trying to help traders get better. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. And, oh, um, and uh, yep. I'm just going to add here um, the link to that podcast episode is still in the uh, like footer area of most of the timing research emails. So in case anyone hasn't seen that yet, you should be able to find it in any, any timing research email. Thanks, David. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And at the end of the broadcast, Casey can go into more detail on how people could keep, uh, keep in touch. Um, Leslie, uh, a little background on yourself and what's going on at your company. Hi. Yeah. Well, I'm Leslie Jufless. I'm a CMT, Chartered Market Technician, and that means I know a whole bunch about technical analysis. And uh, my website is Trading Live Online. And I started this website in 2007 for the sole purpose of educating traders and helping them learn how to trade. Excellent. And uh, finally, uh, Dan, a little background on yourself again and uh, a little bit about the company. Sure. Sounds great. Um, my name is Dan Passarelli, and I am the founder of MarketTaker.com, and we are a leader in option trader education specifically, and um, we've been creating lots and lots of really great scans and tools to help basically make trading easier for option traders of all experience levels. Okay. Now, um, at the end of the broadcast, everyone will get an opportunity to, uh, again, mention how people can get a hold of them. Um, I just was trying to figure out where we actually opened today on the S&P so that we could, uh, I guess the opening today uh, might have been about 4031 or something like that. Is that what you guys are showing for today? Yeah, I've got 40, 45 and three quarters on the futures, oh, okay. on the December so, futures. So 4045. Okay. All right. So uh, Monday uh, is the day we asked the question uh, from 4045. Uh, how do you feel the market will close by Friday? And, uh, you know, it's a pretty quiet week on news, but uh, market volatility seems to be up. Uh, let's start out with Dan. Excuse me, uh, Casey. Uh, where do you think we're going to be up sideways? Uh, you know, where do you uh, think? Well, I primarily uh, look at uh, the S&P as my main market guide. So I think that maybe is what you were talking about. But right now we're at yeah. 4,006. Right. Um, we've had a huge move over the last month uh, mm -hmm. up. And I think that we're, we run into some pretty solid resistance uh, on weekly and monthly timeframes. So I'm going to say that at the end of the week, we're going to be below 4,000. Okay. So you're down. And what's your confidence level on that? Um, over 50, 70, what do you think? Uh, you know, um, there's a lot of news and things coming out. So right. that 
is going to be dependent upon how things play out. So right. I'd say 60%. I'm 60% like, confident. Yeah. More likely than not at, at what we know now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Uh, Leslie, what's your call uh, from 4045 until Friday? Well, what, what I'm seeing right now is the S&P 500 futures um, has gotten up to uh, what's becoming a longer term trend line going all the way back a year ago. Mm-hmm. And this is the fourth test of it right now. So mm-hmm. above 4110, uh, if it gets above 4110 by the, you know, sometime this week, it'll, I'm going to say it'll be higher. I can just give you a range. Um, and if we break, there was a really long daily candle uh, just a couple of days ago. And if we break the lows of that, uh, about 3950-ish, then lower. So that's mm-hmm. the that's the range I'm I'm looking at um, to kind of determine. But right now it looks like we're doing a little bit of a, a correction from this up up move. But again, forty one ten is the is going to be the upside level. I have a number coming in around uh, where we are right now, which is very similar to the low we saw uh, last week. But mm-hmm. it uh, whether it holds or not is uh, kind of tenuous at this point, huh? Uh, yeah, I see that low. It's just about four thousand. Is that what yeah. you're you're yeah, looking at? Yeah. Yeah. I got I got a twelve SMA on my one year that comes in around that price, and it did bounce quite nicely off of that price on Friday. But uh, yeah. revisiting it uh, twenty four hours later might not be the best thing. Huh? Well, it's a there's a candle pattern that was was formed with that candle that you're looking at, Jim, and the, yeah. the low the low of that. It's it's almost a hanging man type of a pattern. Right. Uh, and so generally, if the low of that type of pattern breaks, that's generally a bearish signal. Right. However, uh, Japanese candlesticks don't give any type of price target. So you have to use something else to yeah. kind of determine that. I'm with you. Hey, Dan, what are you thinking from 4045 to the end of the week? Up, down, sideways, or what do you think? Well, I guess I have to be the uh, negative Nelly here. Uh, <laughs> sounds like I might be a little bit more bearish than my uh, counterparts. But I, I think that we got a, a pretty big overreaction. Oh, what was that? The middle of next week when Powell. Um, Last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, when he was, you know, basically implied that there would probably be a 50 basis point hike as opposed to 75, which, you know, there was already uh, like a 75% chance of that priced in when he, when he said that. And I just found it to be such a such a strange overreaction because nothing really that fundamentally changed. Um mm-hmm. So, yeah, today sitting here below, back below the 200-day moving right. average, and I think if we get to that 20-day moving average, we could see a little follow-through through there. So, you know, I mean, I'm kind of looking at maybe 390 or so, or uh, excuse me, 3,900 or so. Right. And that uh, VIX that we watch, because we're option guys, uh, you know, that being under 20, and um and the news changing a little bit on uh, the wages. And if you get a, a CPI report that has an eight print on it or something like that, you know, um, this, uh, the, the scenery could change pretty good, you know? Yeah. You know, it was interesting. I, if we're not mistaken, I think we were talking about that last week <clears throat> and um, yeah, just like clockwork, VIX gets down under 20 and what do you know, the market ends up heading down. Um, 
I was talking about that to in one of our classes here with our students and like, why is that? And, and the short-term yields did pop pretty good because I just bought some T-bills and they were 20 basis points higher than yesterday. So mm-hmm. um, I can tell you on a firsthand basis that short-term yields definitely popped up after that uh, uh, ISM services number was way higher than uh, estimate. So, mm-hmm. all right, well, uh, let's turn to uh, Casey. And Casey, what type of fundamental or technical things are you looking for in the somewhat near future that might guide uh, our direction? Well, right now I've been looking at... Uh, the weekly resistance on the S&P 500 and it pushed up against it pretty good. Um, and now we're headed lower. And I really like what uh, what Bob had to say about the overreaction um, because I was, I'm sure along with everyone else was watching the uh, the price action during that, that news. And I was uh, pretty surprised that it went up that high. Um, and I think that it was really priming people uh, for a great selling opportunity. Um, and so with that being said, I think that if we can see that uh, there's a pretty, if we just look at that candle uh, that's currently on the chart right now, uh, that big uh, that big bullish candle right there, that is, if we go to the bottom of that, I don't can't really tell exactly where the price is, but if price will go below that, um, I'm thinking that uh, we could be uh, that could be a pretty key reversal, right? We're on the 39.40 type area below that candle. Um, I think that's a signal that we could have a reversal, and that price could move lower. Um, and if that it continues, we could get down to 3,500. Okay, all right. And um, with regards to um, yourself, Leslie, what kind of uh, technicals and fundamentals are you kind of looking at right now? Well, for technicals, I don't really look at fundamentals. Um, okay. I'm really a technical trader. Okay. Um, but technically, I'm seeing more more bearish patterns forming on the longer term charts, and I am bullish. I don't have a bullish pattern right now. The price would have to do some uh, type of deeper retracement in order to form a bullish pattern at this point or get above that 4110 level. Um, of course, I'm talking about the S&P 500. And if we use just a simple trend line from about you know middle of October where those lows were made and uh, we just you know extend that up, um, that's intersecting with where some of these lows towards the end of November were made. So I agree. I think if this that price level 3950-ish, which is going to be right about where that the bottom of that um, long candle uh, that Casey was just talking about, um, that would break that trend line. And then there's some uh, fib levels down there for support uh, that would coincide with uh, Dan's uh, analysis. Um, a 382 retracement would be around 3877 and 50%, which is really well watched, uh, just above 3800. A stronger move would probably bring it to the 618, 30, about 3735. Okay. So that's pretty much what you're seeing as far as uh, the technicals. Yeah. Right now, though, it's, um, you know, looking at the last couple of days of bars it's the market is getting ready for a large move i will say that it's getting ready for more of an explosive move whether this move is going to be up or down i'm just using some of these simple 
um, simple techniques to let me know which direction, and then I'm yeah. happy to go that way. And I think, yeah, we agree on one number, which is 4,100 on the S&P, because uh, I think a week or so ago, I came out with a quick alert uh, that there was a gap up there at 4,100. The VIX was under 20, and the stage was set that mm -hmm. this thing could roll over from that level, and it certainly has. So I think that 4,100 level, in my view, is the end of the story. But if it got above there, you got it. You can't fight the tape. And so, you know, that because this VIX down at 20, it's either telling you that, um, you know, um, there is no big down move, no big volatile move to the downside. And we, you know, we could go up or it is obviously telling you like it did four times this year that it's going to roll over big time. Right. Right. So it's very yeah. critical. I think it's very uh, critical area. Uh, there's a couple of other markets I'm going to bring up that also look like they're in critical area. Uh, Dan, again, uh, some more technicals and uh, fundamentals from you or whatever you're looking at. To, it's going to give you some motivation coming up. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, you know, a little of both. I mean, I, sitting here between uh, for the moment between the, the 200 day and 50 day moving average, you know, those can both act as breakout periods. And, um, you know, just agreeing with uh, Leslie and, and actually you said as well, um, you can't fight the tape. And I think if, if we do get a breakout to the upside, um, especially since we closed above the 200 day moving average prior to, to today, three days in a row, um, you know, we could get some movement to the upside, but, um, you know, if not, you know, if not the downside and, and, you know, like a whole part of that is I, I like to marry, um, my analysis technically to just, you know, some, some common macroeconomic fu fundamentals, you know, just some common sense macroeconomic fundamentals. And, um, <clears throat> you know, the unemployment situation and the little bit of news that we got last night, you know, kind of like I referenced before, was not really a big major game changer. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see a big move in either direction. Okay, I'm going to switch uh, to a couple of markets that I've noticed. We already talked about one, the S&P, which had a little bit of a wall at 4,100, which so far has proved to be a very big resistance zone. So if it got above that, obviously that would be a, a big deal. A couple of other big deals um, are in uh, the small caps, IWM. Can we put that chart up? And I'd like to ask you guys to comment on that because I had a big uh, resistance zone at 190 on the... Um, on the IWM, which is small caps, which everyone is touting as the place to be uh, because they're not exposed to uh, um, the dollar problems that was going on and other factors, uh, low lower valuations. Um, Casey, do you, uh, do you uh, have a comment on these small caps? Do you think they might have uh, tapped out at 190 or uh, what do you think? Well, this is a really nice chart uh, because when uh, when David was zoomed up on it, you could really see that we're actually in a very tight range, mm -hmm. um, and it's right in between 190 and 180. And uh, the the moving average is move the 50 period moving average is moving up um, slightly, but really we've you know the 200s going sideways. So when I look at this, this to me is a range trade. Uh, so we have a little bit of a double top right off of 190. It hit there twice, went down. But then on the other side, we have double bottom off of 180. It hit hit the bottom twice and went up. So uh, going forward, if we break out of that range, and as you have said, you don't want to go against what the price is doing. Don't fight it. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm just going to be observing that channel. And yeah. uh, if we get outside of that range, if it drops down, I'm going to be looking at uh, price moving lower. 
possibly down to 64 again. And then if it breaks higher, uh, look for price to. Yeah. I guess a good CPI number that came out in the sixes or something, Lord knows where they'd get that number from the way the world is running. But uh, uh, if it came out like that, that could be an instigator to turn this whole game back to the upside. But, uh, you know, we all go out uh, to eat and we go to the stores and everything. And, uh, you know, it, it seems like uh, people are going pretty nuts with the spending still. But, um, you know, uh, we'll have to see how things pan out. Do you have a comment, um, um, Leslie, on this as far I, as? I the, do. In fact, yeah. could I, could I um, share a, a chart real quick on sure. with RWM and show you what I'm, what I'm looking at? The secret sauce. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let me know if I press the right buttons. That's always the first step. No, that looks like there's do a chart we, up there. Do we see a chart? Yep. Great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Good. Okay. So this, this is IWM and this is one that I followed. Um, here's just uh, sideways uh, range that uh -huh. uh, had been following. Falls move to the upside. Very false. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very false. Um, <laughs> this is ABCD pattern that all it did was retrace up to retest that area. And here, this is what I'm seeing on this. A couple of things that I'll point out. Uh, what this is, is just a parallel trend line channel that's forming right here. And so this, uh, these highs right here. These are the important highs. And these would probably correspond if the S&P moved up uh, and this moved up and broke at the same time, then I would be looking for a higher move. Right now, this is looking bearish to me. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to draw just a little trend line in right here. I'm just going to take this low and draw it across these lows here. So this is close to breaking this trend line. I think this low right here, like, like uh, Casey just said, this 180 area. But one thing that concerns me with this, and you'd have to see this happen in order for this to really turn bullish again, this is the RSI down here. I use ranges with RSI rather than overbought and over and oversold. And so this rally to the upside, the RSI was not able to exceed this old peak here, which is which is telling you that there is not as much underlying strength um, to this as what may have appeared here. In order for this to really turn bullish again on any rally to the upside, this RSI has got to exceed these peaks. And this is the resistance line with this green line. You can see MACD, this is MACD histogram down here. It's just simply going sideways. This is telling us that this market is coiling up and it's getting ready for a larger move. But we have excellent um, price points to watch, either these highs here, or we'll just use this little low right here. So break of this trend line, you got to wait for some confirmation, make sure it stays there. Using intraday breaks of trend lines can be super, super tricky. So daily is probably going to be better in this case. Okay, uh, Dan, I wanted to, you want to leave, might as well leave that up there so we have it right there. Uh, Dan, I just had a couple of questions. How do you feel about this IWM? And would you consider uh, credit call spreads above 190? Um, you know, at this point with the implied volatility looking a little, um, looking a little weak, really, because the historical is at 30 and, you know, going out to like the 11 day options, I mean, you'd be selling the 190 strike calls at like 25.7. So mm -hmm. 
you're, you'd be putting it on for a little bit of a negative edge. And, you know, as much as like, that's, that is just a solid, solid resistance level at 190, even going back for a year or so, um, you know, uh, it was a big pivot point, whether support or resistance. So I feel like that is pretty likely to hold, but um, we, we have the 20 day moving average just trending up there like getting ready to cross that 200 day moving average. And if it does, I would just be afraid that we could get some good follow through to the upside. So uh, as much as I am a credit spread lover, always trying to find an excuse to trade them. Um, I don't know. I would be a little nervous. Uh, well, you, what you're saying, there's not enough money in it to play the game. Yeah, yeah. that's it. That's yeah. exactly it. Yep. We don't play for free. <laughs> uh, all right so anyway um now i'm gonna turn to uh gold and uh, gold in uh, my view oh. was uh, right up against a major major uh, uh traffic jam of all these wonderful averages that i follow right around 1800 1810 ballpark area and it has definitely rolled over today let's put up the gold price and see uh, and then we'll look at gdx and get some opinion on uh did gold just uh, have its bear market rally and basically it's going to go back down or is this a pullback and we're going to go nuts on the upside? What do you think? And we'll start out with Casey. Thanks. Uh, so um, the one big thing on gold that um, I've been watching is that it hit a really big bottom at 1619. Oh, yeah. uh, there was a triple bottom there. And mm -hmm. then when it broke out, it was pretty strong. Um, and so I've been, I've been bullish on it right now. It's obviously pulling back, but I'm probably looking for it to come back down around 1720, uh, and then looking for some more price action to indicate another, uh, move up. Now, if I'm wrong, obviously I would be wrong on that and we can't always get them right. The other thing that has got me very interested in a bullish, um, move is just the fact that you can see it broke the 200 period moving average. and you know, if you drew a trend line on that downward move on the daily, um, really strong trend line break. And so right now we're above the 50 period moving average. So until it gets back below the 50 and until it gets below that structure that has started to form at 1720, if you look at 1720, there's a support level there and also, or it's a resistance point, but it was uh, it was resistance and now it's support 1720. So as long as it's above that, I'm looking to buy on pullbacks. Sure, sure. My feeling is, is I want it to close above 1825, 1850, because that opens the window to all those lovely prices up above. And if it can't do that, then you can't get to those lovely prices up above, right? Exactly. So anyway, how do you uh, feel about it, uh, Leslie? Um, I, I've been bullish on gold since um, back about mid to late October and yeah. uh, have been doing some chart work on it and yeah. uh, did some calls on it in my weekly market setups. And uh, I, I think it's looking for a pullback here. agree with that. Uh, and I do feel that there's some more upside uh, in it to come. But okay. uh, I think we just have to watch how deep uh, a pullback yeah. comes on this. So you feel ultimately we, we will blow out the 1800, 1850 level and we'll, we'll see some of those higher neighborhoods next year? If, it's, if it gets just a healthy little correction here and then moves back up, I think that's going to be confirming that there's a new trend to the upside. Yeah. 
And again, you know, inflation is uh, still uh, sticking around and the dollar has uh, kind of peaked at 115. So, and if the Fed blinks, you know, that could be what gold wants to hear. And after the 2000 crash of dot com, uh, gold bottomed and then had a very nice run for about eight years between 2003 and 2012. So if we're entering that kind of phase, you know, there could be quite a future to gold, huh? Yeah, um, possibly, but that has a little work to do to prove, I think, to, oh, prove, yeah. to prove that. But right now we're also in a seasonal um, uh, bullish period right. for, for gold into yeah. December. End of the calendar year, maybe mm-hmm. even beginning of the new year. Uh, yeah. Sometimes gold makes its biggest moves. Right. Yeah. Well, how do you feel about it, Dan? You know, there's a couple of things. You, do you mind if I share my screen real quick? No, sure. Please do. Because I think this is a uh, big stuff. Because, like I say, uh, there are there are some reasons why gold could be a fabulous investment, and the mining shares that uh, I've been involved in in the last six months certainly have been uh, good ones. But mm-hmm. you know, taking something off the table at eighteen hundred doesn't seem to be the worst idea. Hmm. Uh, you're seeing my thinkorswim chart, I think, right? Yep. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Right there. <clears throat> so, so there's this pattern that that we use, and when when a stock is pulling back, and then we get like three or more update green candles in a row and then like a little mini pullback we call this a red knockout now you're um, looking at barrack gold here did you want to put the actual price of gold up there oh, I, had yeah. the, I, I get confused sometimes i'll put up gold and that <laughs> barrack comes up yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 and i know you were suffering from the same ailment so i thought i'd give you an idea on that <laughs> yeah how about uh gdx oh yeah, see- G- yeah, that's a, that's a gold miners uh, conglomerate. So that's not a bad thing either. Cause I think yeah. that, that hit some stuff that's similar to the 1800 price. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we don't have an actual technical um, uh, red knockout here, but we do have these, you know, following the down move, crossing up through some moving averages, three green candles, a little mini pullback. And it's very often you get some follow through when you see a pattern set up like this. Mm-hmm. So I think, um, you know, I think we have a pretty reasonable chance of running a bit higher. And, you know, to play that, I, I look at the historical volatility relative to where the options are priced on that. And even kind of discounting like these couple of big updates here and sort of mentally bringing down the historical volatility a bit, the, the implied is just so darn and so you can go out and buy like a 25 day to take you right through the end of the year too you know 25 day options at like a 40 dollar or 40 percent volatility you can buy them for about a buck five um this the stock would just have to get to 30 to make those work and there's plenty of room up to the upside with no mm-hmm. real reason okay so there's a in your view uh, and then, of course the gold stocks don't run one for one with the metal i mean if the metals ju- if the uh, gold prices just were stable some of these companies could be making money and do quite well so they're not exactly married at the hip all the time yeah yeah exactly right yeah um and silver i think is uh you know in the same ballpark as far as you know it's just an accelerant in other words uh if the gold goes up you know silver tends to go up more down the same story you know because it's a little bit of a thinner market but um can i, can I show you a, a pattern that was great dan thank you I really uh, like seeing you walk through that but I, I when i was watching it there's there's another pattern that is going to show a really good um support area uh-huh. Uh, for a pullback. So if you don't mind, I'll just see if I can Share get that. the right buttons on again. Mm-hmm. I was happy we showed the gold shares because I did want to touch on that. Yeah, because mo- most people will buy the gold shares rather than uh, coins. Yeah. So this is GDX. So here was the inverse head and shoulder pattern right here. Right. And right. so 
using this as the as the neckline here. Here's the breakout. So it, it to stay bullish, you want to see it just basically stay above where this um, the neckline is. So mm -hmm. you're just a bit above 25 on that. Uh -huh. uh, there was a bit of a gap right here yeah. um, that that filled. If it got below this, then I would really be monitoring. Uh, what type of bars you're seeing coming down after yeah. if it got below this low. But I think probably anywhere, you know, retracement back down around this level or even just a nice little retest of this uh, may offer another buying opportunity. Back here in some of the, the price history, you can see these were uh, support that was broken. Um, this high here was getting back up into this big clustering and resistance. So it, it doesn't it doesn't seem unusual at all that it's getting a bit of a pullback here. Yeah. But I would watch for a nice retracement pattern on this. And I see two gaps around 34 and 37 that are calling us. Please come and fill us. <laughs> use my, here, let me use my, my that gap. That could be circle. a longer term, but uh, listen, uh, you know, longer term isn't bad. That's 20% up from here. Uh, nothing wrong with 20%. Nothing at all. Nope, not at all. So yeah. yeah, and those are good areas. As you can see back here where this uh, sideways pattern formed, um, you know, a retest back into there, that'd be like a magnet back up mm -hmm. into this area if it were able to retrace and then get back above that that high there. Those would definitely be the areas I'd be watching. Um, uh, one of the listeners was asking about silver. Why don't we throw it up there just to uh, placate that? Would you, I can, yeah. Can you, yeah, can you, put, put, can you just, yeah, 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 just put your silver up there? Okay. It's been a little stronger than gold as it normally you know goes both ways faster yeah it just whoops charts 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 everywhere this has a little uh, bit of a, a commercial use with those electric vehicles too right i think go. from the limited knowledge i have on batteries yeah so silver sorry this is i hope this doesn't make your eyes cross too much looking at all the you got, you got <laughs> a lot of data up there you got a lot of numbers yes. yeah i think, well, this, I think yeah. fibonacci would be confused with all that up there <laughs> Well, this was just this was a bearish uh, sell pattern here, and it gotcha. got to move all the way down, and then it formed this bullish pattern, very similar to what we just looked at uh, on GDX. And it's been a little bit behind; it hasn't been quite as strong, but uh, you know, the last few days has been starting to catch up. So, same principle on this. You know, uh -huh. I think a, a pullback, a nice retracement pattern, and I think I'd be a buy on that. Be great if they could fill that gap, and you pick it up at seventeen, and then it goes back up, huh? It would be great. Yeah. Yeah. That wouldn't would be that, that would be that would be a nice Christmas present. Well, <laughs> we'll take it. We'll put the um, stocking out. The other thing that um, you know, uh, that was of interest to this uh, listener was the dollar. So uh let's put up the DXY and uh you know the stuff that I work at, you know, when it hit 115 and the moving averages are down at 104, I mean I don't need a, a roadmap to tell me that it's uh you know gonna have a pullback at some point simply because it's so extended off its moving averages. But now that I, that's done, are we in an area of hundred to one oh four or something like that where you know people are getting a little too bearish on the dollar? Uh if somebody else wants to oh yeah, let's ahead, start let's start with a... yeah, we'll start we'll start with Casey on this. We'll go around the horn. Casey, what's your story on the dollar? All right. So uh, is that a dollar uh, chart that we're looking yeah, at right there? Dollar index, dollar index. So this, that, okay. that's, uh, and it's yeah. mostly euro against it. Euro and yen are the two. So big, if we uh, look at that, that's pretty, um, pretty significant drop there uh, that mm -hmm. we've had from, I mean, it was really screaming up. And so um, right now that key, it, it broke out of that key trend channel, right? So if you, if you look at the trend lines that, um, that you could draw from there. And uh, it's really 
broken that channel. So I, the way that I do that is once the structure changes mm -hmm. and you get a very clear break like you did, then I'm looking now for pullbacks, right? So the, the, we got a, a really nice pullback initially, which would have been an opportunity for a, a sell trade. But right now we're screaming down. Uh, it is starting to get lower on the RSI and we're hitting into some support levels. So we might slow down here a little bit. Uh, but at this point, I'm saying that we've got a new trend developed and I'm going to be selling any kind of pullback into risk areas, anywhere into the 1050, 107 type areas. And when I look for a pullback, I'm looking for a pullback mm -hmm. plus a reversal pattern, candlestick pattern in addition mm -hmm. to uh, the pullback. So, uh, yeah, I love that 106.50 number because uh, if it got started trading back above that, you could build the case that the 104 pullback is done. So I think that number 106.50 is a, a big number for you, right? Yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, so. consolidation is a big deal. So we'd like to see consolidation. And then uh, when when it decides to make its move, that you just follow right along. Yeah, it's been pretty wild. It kind of went from overbought up at 115 down to 104, a little bit oversold. So it's kind of on both sides of extremes now a little bit. You know? Right. And this really does play into the gold and the silver trades as well. Yeah. So when yeah. this starts to get weakened, you want to start looking over it at maybe and we used to have this big yield advantage but now the rest of the world has hiked their rates so obviously that yield advantage that we had where we were up at three and four or whatever we were and everyone else is at one or two you know even europe uh, actually raised rates and they're supposed to do it again so that interest rate uh, advantage kind of went out the window um leslie what are you thinking on the u.s dollar well um i had a sell on this up in this area and if you look here um you can see the the rsi and you can see how it peaked here with this mm -hmm. uh with this peak here but once it this is what i'm talking about with the ranges so you can see how as it was bullish it was holding this range here on the RSI. Every time it came back, it kind of was in this area. It would pop back up at the highs. But here, once we got up into these highs, you could really start to see um, it start to roll over right here on this retracement to the upside. The RSI was just showing weakness. And once it broke um, this support line here, it was it was going to be pretty much all over for this. Um, this is this is called ABCD. This is a buy pattern, but this we can use this as a reversal pattern in conjunction uh, with that RSI. And once they got below that level right there, it, it it is gone. And the euro at the same time had conversely had bullish patterns um, on it. So it was pretty strong sell signals up there. And I totally agree. I, this is a new downtrend uh, in the dollar. Uh, this is not, you know, trying to catch a falling knife um, scenario uh, until the market proves itself again to the upside. Uh, the RSI and corrections to the upside, um, you know, it might get back up here. It might poke up and it tends to retest you know, just like support resistance theories might come back up and retest right around these peaks here. And if it's forming a nice um, retracement sell pattern, that would make a nice, nice short setup. Okay. All right. And Dan, what are you seeing on the dollar? 
Um, yeah, just kind of agreeing with Casey and Leslie uh, from a technical standpoint. But, you know, I mean, hey, basically, I hope that everybody did all their European traveling, you know, over the summer. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't think we're getting back up to the levels that we saw uh, back in yeah, August. Or, I agree. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, it, it, you know, it's it's just it's an interest rate play, right? It's it's our interest rates versus the interest rates in other countries. And um, we, we, we started moving first and that benefited the dollar for a long time. And now everybody is playing catch up and they have to be, and, and we're looking at slowing. So, you know, the fundamentals are there uh, further bearish. All right, let's switch to a couple of other things that are in the news here. One is oil. Now, uh, crude oil, you know, in our view, uh, up around 94 area, had a lot of resistance and has certainly given it up. And today we've seen it reverse to the downside. They say that the um, inventories are being drawn down and the SPR is going to be stopping a bit. So you would end China's reopening. So, um, you know, you would think that energy prices uh, would be doing quite well, but that's not exactly the case. So let's take a look at uh, crude oil and then maybe we look at XLE. Okay, I've got XL. I don't know if you want me to continue. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> XLE, XLE. Okay, yeah. this I, Which is basically a, Chevron yeah. and Exxon, right? <laughs> I, I put a sell out on this back yeah. back here. And, and mm -hmm. then I, I saw this. I thought, oh, it might have been a bit early on this. Um, but he basically double, you know, double top test up here with what's called an ABC cell mm -hmm. pattern. And then after, you know, a little bit more data filled in, you could clearly see a descending triangle form with this section. So I've just got a measured move. It, it, it appears it hasn't done it yet, but it appears. So I don't want to jump the gun that it may break this um, here. And if, if that's the case, it gives it a target down around that 80 ish level and be close to that 61618. So it, it's still looking, the RSI is turning bearish on it. I It looks like more downside to me. Sure. How do you feel, Casey? Uh, well, the the way that it breaks out of that triangle is going to be really important. Um, so right now it is pressing the bottom. Uh, and so if it breaks out of the triangle, uh, that definitely is going to need some selling pressure. Um, however, if it holds and breaks out to the upside, it could go back up to uh, to high levels. The, yeah, the, gen uh, the general thought pattern is that we're in a very choppy, dicey period uh, between now and the first quarter of this year. But by the time the spring hits, uh, the other stuff is going to hit to the fan, which is the mm -hmm. demand is going to be quite strong. These uh, reserves are going to be low. And the dynamic of those two is going to send us back towards 100, 120. That's the overall theme I'm hearing. But of course, we're not living in next spring. We're living right now. So, right. Um, and that's great to look ahead like that and to yeah. think about potential uh, indicators and drivers that could the price up. Yeah. And I've been very curious as to, um, you know, we see the price moving down on the charts and yet we don't really see fuel prices coming down at all. Right. Right. And um, Leslie, you gave us your idea on this. Uh, let's turn to Dan and get a little energy call out of him. Yeah. So um, pre it's pretty, pretty big, can't big red candle today. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking at this and, and I'm looking at it from a pure volatility standpoint, and you can go out about 25 days and buy straddles at a fair value from a volatility standpoint, you can pick it up um, the options that expire on December 30th. So the end of the year through, you know, get into a good part of the winter 
and you can buy them for six bucks. So when we had a move today of just $2.37, I mean, that's three times this one day move and we get to hold it until December 30th. So, you know, looking at it from a, a pullback that's, you know, technically, you know, I think we can all visualize the pullback technically, especially if we break here, this like 87 and a half level. Um, but, you know, if, if some of the fundamentals creep in and, um, you know, we get a squeeze on, on energy or we get a really, really cold winter or other stuff with Ukraine going on, um, boy, I could easily imagine a breakout to the upside. So I'm kind of looking at the straddle. Okay. Yeah. That might make some sense. Cause you know, you can build a case. We're going to 65 bucks. Cause I've got some long-term moving averages on my long-term graphs down around 65 bucks. And you can also build a very good case if we're going back to a hundred. So in that kind of a scenario, certainly the straddle is something to at least consider, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Now there's a couple of uh, energy stocks. I just want to throw up there because uh, European energy uh, stocks supposedly are lower valuated than ours. And um, they are in a situation that, uh, Maybe Leslie can throw this up on your oh, uh, chart. Yeah, you bet. Yeah, there's there's two of them, and the uh, the guy I was listening to made a very good case for it, and he was pretty uh, common sense about it. Um, one is British Petroleum BP. Supposedly, they're much uh, further down the road uh, to uh, that carbon neutrally stuff and all that. And also, like I say, their valuations uh, seem to be a little bit better, and they're paying out good cash flow too. So, uh, BP is one. Oh, uh, European. Yeah. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. Hang on okay. just a second. You keep talking, Jim. Keep oh, talking. yeah. Okay. And the second <laughs> one's going to be Royal Dutch Shell. So we all heard of Shell Oil, and I'm sure we've also heard of British Petroleum. Uh, and those, I think, are two of the uh, the main ones over there in Europe. I'm sure there's oh. others. You could look okay. them up for yourself. But supposedly, the values there seem to be better to people. Um and of course, you know, Europe was having their problems here just until recently, just like China was. So if there's a turn in the action in Europe, a turn in the action in uh, the overseas markets, this fits that theme as well of uh, putting some of your dough overseas, right? So do we see uh, some kind of a trend there or some kind of a... Uh... Uh, yeah, I, I, I do. I see that this could be a reversal pattern on here. This is what's called a butterfly reversal pattern. Okay. And uh this is where using the previous swing high right here down to the low, this starts the A, the B, the C, and D. Uh, and generally, um, when the D extends above that previous X, that's, that's what creates the butterfly pattern. This is the pattern that showed up a year ago uh, on the indexes, the S&P 500. Uh, it does not always get as powerful of move as we saw in the indexes um, this last year, uh, but they can get very large moves. So in this particular case, this this high right here, the 36 and a quarter, that is like the you know that's the place for stops. It's it looks as though it's already started to right. uh, to the downside. You know, pretty uh, bearish bars up here. You had a yep. harami pattern here, uh, almost an engulfing pattern, gap down. So yeah, I think the close below this low here, uh, more downside, a close above here, more upside. And that sort of that sort of ties into what we were just looking on, on XLE. Um, mm -hmm. uh, and saying, you know, um, above that level above the descending uh, trend line, price gets above that higher, probably up towards 100. 
Uh, so it's the same same thing here, this level and this level, down yeah. from here, up from here. I guess all energy stocks are going to have trouble if we go to $65 a barrel, and uh, they'll all do quite well if we go to 100 and 120 probably. Right? But uh, so, these things don't seem to have made quite the move as the U.S. ones. I think that's what the point the guy was saying is just that uh, uh, Shell, S-H-E-L, and this one, BP, you know, they seem to um, have a little better valuations, and their circumstances aren't too bad. And again, it feeds into that idea of some people are now buying Europe and they're buying uh, uh, overseas markets. Uh, speaking of, let's look at a little China here. I mean, come on, uh, uh, and I'll throw one of the ones that I like out there too. But let's uh, look at um, KWeb because, you know, uh, do, they are. Do you want to put that yeah, up, Jim? Yeah, uh, oh. or no, I'm, I'm just saying we have yours up there. You might as well put that up there. And then I'll ask uh, Casey how he feels about it. And, uh, um, you know. Okay, is that the, I'm sorry. Yeah, KWEB, KWEB. Thank you. Yeah, that's uh, the consortium of the um, tech stocks over there, which have been obviously hammered over the last couple. Oh, okay. Which means if there's a real turn, maybe there's some value there. And then FXI is your larger caps over there. Okay. KWEB. And then, um, yeah, there's some other special situations kind of going on there. I'm just wondering how Neo's doing and other stuff like that. All the ones that, you know, people threw out uh, because it looked like they were never going to um, come out of COVID. Well, uh Thanks for putting the chart up, with Leslie. Very nice. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, but uh, yeah, when I'm looking at this, a couple things that I noticed, and I know you don't have a an RSI on it, but I was looking at it on a weekly chart, and mm -hmm. um, the RSI just broke above 50 on a weekly. It also had a really nice um, kind of a, a break and fake and then continue on in the in the direction. And so I'm thinking that this uh, could be an extended move to the upside. And I would probably start targeting it around 40. I think it could get up to just based off of the current price action that I'm seeing. Um, it broke a trend line, broke a couple moving averages, really showing some some bullish momentum. And um, I think that some room. Yeah. So China does look pretty good. Uh, one quick one, D-I-D-I-Y. That's something that I was fooling around with when it was underneath two bucks. It's a ride sharing, kind of like the Uber of China. And my theory was that um, when they are let out of their apartments, there's got to be somebody who needs a ride, right? So D-I-D-I-Y? Um, D-I-D-I-Y. Sounds like a song. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's been a song for me. You'll see in a minute here. Yeah, the symbol we just looked at, yeah, Casey, I agree with you on that. That had a butter, um, a, a bullish butterfly buy pattern yeah. at the bottom. And it's coming off of that. It looks bullish. Me too. Uh, and Leslie, when I saw your uh, pattern on the um, EP, when you see a pattern like that, um, how how far do you typically set your time? The, these, it, it, I'll, if you don't mind, I'll take just a quick minute and I'll, sh I'll show you. It's going to be, this will be really quick. So let's say we do this one here. There's the buy pattern here. So this is a this is a great kind of pattern for doing um, to scaling out um, of the position. So you can use like Fibonacci retracement levels yeah. um, to do like a one part exit. Um, generally, see how I just use this high to low um, for some of the larger targets. You can be and of course you're monitoring the price, you know, as it's moving. But you can be using like a one two seven, uh, really strong moves up to like the one six one eight. Um, so you can you can incorporate uh, the fib levels for that, or you can use some trend following 
you know, methods as well, moving averages and such with it. Yeah. And also over there, uh, the gaming stocks have been very, I've been very keen on those because, you know, Las Vegas Sands uh, went down to like 30 bucks and, you know, when they reopen, they're definitely going to gamble. So obviously that's already gone from 30 to 50, which was another great idea. And this is the ride sharing thing. I mean, at a dollar 50, what are you going to lose a dollar 50? And uh, does 6 billion people need a ride when they come out of their apartment? Somebody's got to need a ride, right? Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Anyway, oh, anyway, yeah. anyway um, I want to make sure you guys have plenty of time to uh, talk about it. But there's one last thing that somebody was bringing up, and it's probably the last subject we should talk about. You know what the subject is? Bitcoin. So uh, this guy <laughs> wanted to talk about Bitcoin, uh, BIT, or you can put up those proxies that I look at, which is GBTC and ETH, yeah. yeah. which is what more people might be trading. And so what does uh, GBTC and ETHE look like in this? world of Sam Brinkenbach or whatever his name is. <laughs> uh, Brinken jail, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I, but they don't look bullish. Uh, <laughs> we'll just start yeah. with that. Uh, I think this has got to be one of the most speculative markets in history, and it's going yeah. to stay speculative only until some types of regulations are put yeah. into it. And um, it's sort of, but you know, um, I don't have a really long-term chart up. I can squish it up a little bit more. But if you go back in the history uh, of Bitcoin, there's still a lot more downside uh, to go, it looks yeah. to me, on. So it's sort of at a quiet phase uh, yeah. right now. These bounces are pretty small, have some big sell patterns. Yeah. Uh, this, I mean, the, the sentiment up around these highs was, I mean, we could be selling tulip bulbs. Um, yeah, for yeah. the prices that no, uh, they said it was a Bitcoin. seven million percent run. That's a pretty big run. Seven million percent run. from the low it, to the high. It from, needs to rest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a big move for sure. How about Ethereum? I liked Ethereum because there's more applications. I thought, but yeah, yeah. I'm, I no, think I'm no, I I'm no expert at crypto. It, it, it's a little bit stronger than the gbtc not by a lot but it you can see even on this chart that it's you know it's still holding this support level uh down here when it did this little consolidation here it had a little bit of a stronger move to the upside but yeah you're right more applications on on this one but there's not there's just i don't see anything tradable right now for me yeah uh, like I say, if you just want to buy it for the sake of it's, uh, we hope it doesn't go to zero. So you throw your hat in the ring and you forget about it and hope that one day it turns up that that's not a bad thing to do on some things. I, I did that with uh, Freeport McMoran when it got under $10 a share, you know, it's not going to go to zero because we need copper. And at some point we're going to need it. And these guys probably are going to get squeezed. And the stock went from like five or 10, all the way up to 50. Now it's back down in the forties. But the bottom line is, is that, you know, if this thing is really going to be around uh, and it's going to be um, an ongoing concern. You know, when you pick up stuff at uh, five bucks, you can't go more than zero. So it's almost like a long term option on it, you know? Yeah, you're going to probably love it at two. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, like I say, you might you might hold on to this. Hey, listen, if this thing goes off to like if Freeport McMoran went out of business, you would have lost the five or 10 bucks that you put in. That's the risk. If That's they right. don't go That's if they don't right. go out of business, Tom, Dick and Harry has already sold out. And the circumstances that you're buying into now certainly are not bright ones. So if, uh, you know, blockchain is really going to work and they're really going to mm -hmm. use this stuff, you know, then there is a future to it. But, uh, you know, if these things are going to be obsolete, then I'm Obviously, you're going to throw this money, um, you know, down the toilet. But yeah, but again, the thing you got to remember about about something like this is that there's 
clear tradable patterns, right? Yeah, and there's yeah, yeah, clear yeah. support and resistance levels. And even on Bitcoin, if you go back and look at a weekly level, there's some mm-hmm. pretty pretty strong support levels. Mm-hmm. And there's also patterns of, if you look at from 2015 to 2017, uh, Bitcoin increased like, you know, like you said, 7,000% and then it dropped 90%. Yeah. And then it made another 7,000% gain. And yeah. then now it's dropping another 90% again. So if you just look at those patterns and you don't even really get caught up into what what it is or or whatnot, right. you just trade those patterns, you know. This is the you, full history that I can bring up. You just, you just let it work. Yeah, you can see it's kind of pushing. It has a support level around, um, around 13,000. Um, yeah. And just see what happens with it. You know, let the yeah, pattern I wouldn't put play up, out. I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't put up seventeen grand for a Bitcoin, but I might throw six bucks at a um, at a at a, a digital it, trust like uh, those stocks. Ethereum, yeah. But just six play your sounds, risk. You know, yes, if yeah. you put in seventeen thousand and you put a stop loss of uh, a couple hundred bucks, you know, you could make make some money on it, just like yeah. any trade. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, let's not uh, kill any more time here. Let's get to everybody here. Casey, uh, just uh, re-explain how people can get a hold of you. And if you have any special offers, this is a great time to extend them. Uh, yeah, so you can get hold of me by uh, looking for, for me at the How to Trade It podcast, which is at tradingstrategyguides.com. And uh, I just recommend subscribing to the podcast and listening because it's really cool to be able to uh, to to learn from people that are really smart, that have made money. People that are listening to the show are learning cash flow strategies and trading strategies. And it's just a great education. Okay, that's great. And um, Leslie, again, um, how people can get a hold of you and any um, offers you'd like to extend? Uh, well, my, my website is Trading Live Online, and I think David just put that in. Thank you. Um, I am I'm just getting uh, some emails together. I'm going to be doing a uh, all-course bundle. If you go to my website, you'll be able to see the courses. I'm going to be bundling all of the courses um, together, and then I'm going to be extending um, the learning with this out until June of next year by doing follow-up trading classes, so everybody has a chance to study the materials, and then we'll um, go through with live charts, answer questions, but I'm going to be covering everything of building your technical analysis skills. If you use charts, you have to have strong technical analysis skills. That's uh, Trading is not just the skill by itself. It's one skill within many, many skills that are needed to be able to trade efficiently. I'll be teaching some pattern recognition, um, showing you how to create simple trade plans. I'm going to be addressing the emotions in trading and give you ways to deal with those. And I'm going to be um, showing you how to identify what I call hidden losses that have huge impacts on your bottom line. I We're just going to be going over everything from beginning uh, to end. So if you want to be on my email list, just hop on over to my website, Trading Live Online, and just go up to, um, I think it's the contact, and or down, down to the bottom, and you can subscribe to my email list, and then you'll receive the emails that should be coming out shortly. Sounds great. And uh, Dan, uh, again, um, any uh, how do people get a hold of you? And then, of course, any uh, offers you'd like to extend? Sure, sure. Um, we would love to hear from you at markettaker.com, two T's in a row, markettaker.com. And um, for newer option traders, especially, uh, we actually have a, a webinar series coming up all on covered calls. And you can register for that by going to markettaker.com slash 
R-E-G for register. Sounds great. And as far as Option Professor is concerned, if you go to optionprofessor.com and put in your information, uh, I am having uh, one-on-one educational sessions, one-hour one edu- uh, education sessions, where I uh, share my opinions and my views on things that you're looking at, and I share things that I'm looking at for 2023. And that'll be only uh, happening for the next couple of weeks, because after two weeks, I'm going to be going to Turks and Caicos, and I won't be doing any of this stuff for a little while. So if you're interested, go to the website. Hey, you guys, thanks, uh, Casey. Thanks, Leslie. Thanks, Dan. I think we offered a lot of information here that hopefully will be helpful to the listeners. And uh, thanks for being here, you guys. I'm going to take it back over to David now. Thank you. Have a have happy holidays, everyone. Thanks, everyone. Yeah, Bye. a lot of good info. That hour went by quick. So uh, just a quick reminder for everyone, be sure to subscribe to Timing Research on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. And you can also just go to timingresearch.com to get the recordings that way as well. Um, the recording of this show will be there as soon as I can get it posted. Uh, also, all of the past uh, shows and events um, are are permanently there as well. And I uh, just want to thank my guests again for today. Casey Stubbs of TradingStrategyGuides.com, Leslie Jufloss of TradingLiveOnline.com, Dan Passarelli of MarketTaker.com, and the Option Professor of OptionProfessor.com. Thanks, everyone. Thank you.